This is Two Nerds in a Joke with Robert and Ernie. Thanks, this is Buddy Hot Girl Voice. This is Two Nerds in a Joke with Robert and Ernie. I'm Ernie. And I am the very cold Robert. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyone in the, uh, in the south mm. of the southern part of the United States, mm-hmm. they're feeling this cold. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the northerners are laughing at us, of course, but, you know. Wow. Yeah. They deal with yeah, we don't have your we don't have your fancy snow lying around <laughs> everywhere. I get it, you know. But hey, it's cold for us, all right? It's yes, cold. it is freaking. <laughs> One thing that keeps us warm during these cold seasons that we have for two or three days uh, is, of course, the joy of the season of when it's happening, which, of course, is one of Ernie's favorite seasons, and I do enjoy it. Is uh, the sports season? Yes, and we have some things coming to town. Yes, we are fortunate enough that we have the Super Bowl. Uh, National Football League has their annual Super Bowl right here in the magic city of Miami. Yes, good old Miami, which, of course, I work in the area, so it's going to be kind of crazy as it gets closer, I'm sure. Um, but very exciting, and it's, it's funny because we talk about a lot of nerdy things. We don't really talk very often about sports, like, no. at all. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah, we just don't, you know, because it's like, well, everybody else talks about it. But as nerds, you know, sports don't disclude nerds from it. There are lots of sports nerds, facts and figure nerds. I collected cards. Ernie and has collected cards in his past, I know, too. Yes. Um, you played football as a kid, if I remember correctly, right? In yes. High school and, and... and soccer and baseball, all that, all the way through the high school years uh, was, was you... involved in that. Did you do anything in college at all, or is it just high school? I forgot. No, 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 just high school. Just in high college, school. I did. Uh, I did like. Uh, I. This is gonna sound funny, but uh, for easy credits, I took uh, tennis. Nice. Uh, I took uh, took golf, which oh. was which was very fun in, in college. Um, oh yeah. You know, it's one of those things where, you know, you're so getting slammed with like your your, your required courses, your English, your math, your social sciences. Mm-hmm. And all that's like, it's kind of like you never left high school. You know, you're sitting at a desk, you're listening yeah. to people lecture, you're taking notes. At least with this stuff, you, you're out with like your fellow students, you're doing, mm-hmm. you know, stuff together. Uh, in tennis, you know, you pair up or you yeah. do singles. You know, your coach, give, you know, the uh, teacher slash coach will give you like credit depending on what you're doing. You learn basics yeah. of the game, the rules. Same with golf, you know, you are up or you do foursomes, that type of stuff. You go to a local golf course, bring in your scorecard, and you track that. I actually enjoyed doing that in college more than anything else because I got to meet a lot of people that I normally wouldn't have associated with, ranging from, like, people who were there on athletic scholarships to people who were just, like, you know, they're a little bit older than we were because I was in my early 20s, people that were, like, already in their 30s they were just trying to get their degree that type of stuff so right. it, it, it was great to meet that that thing i i you know given a chance to do it all again i probably would do it like that again yeah i i had actually in college for me i did the kind of the same thing too those were my releases i did i'm ball in indoor squash um or racquetball i guess but it was indoor uh the one with the walls we hit it off i think it's called racquetball i don't remember yeah it's racquetball called, but yeah, right. Well, I did that for a semester. That was a lot of fun because we actually, as part of our, I think it sounds like yours too, in college, you were required to take a fitness course. 
yeah, uh, you had to take credits. yeah, you had to take Something. a certain number of credits of like throwaway classes as I call them. Yeah. And, um but I also did rock climbing actually. Um, oh, I was actually cool. pretty good. Yeah, I weighed a lot less back then, and I actually could uh, do. <laughs> I did pretty well at it. Uh, didn't have, never had the right shoes, unfortunately. Which, ironically, a lot of rock climbing is having the right shoes, which I didn't really think about. But you have to have very tight-fitting, very uh, thin shoes, so you can grab onto almost uh, the rocks, because uh, especially if you're getting upside down and stuff. But I enjoyed it. wasn't afraid of heights or anything at that point, so it was it was good. It was it was fun and relaxing, but. You know, there's a lot of sports that we see professionals doing that we never could do. And, you know, football, obviously, is the season right now. Yeah. And what – because you're more the football guy than I am. I, I used to follow baseball if I followed anything, but you followed football. What are yeah. your feelings on what's going to happen this time in Miami? Well, thankfully, uh, here in Miami, you're going to have for the first time in many seasons where you're going to have really the two best teams face off against each other in their respective leagues. You have one team that hasn't been to the Super Bowl in fifth years, five zero years. Um, it's insane. They, yeah, they were in the first, very first Super Bowl, got beat by the Green Bay Packers, thirty-five to ten, and they then the next Super Bowl they were in, it was Super Bowl four uh, that they won uh, against the Minnesota Vikings. I believe it was a shellacking. I want to say it was like uh, thirty-four to seven or something like that. It was completely one-sided. Yeah. And that's yeah. the problem with most Super Bowls, right? If you mm-hmm. look at the history, like, and you're like, wow, yeah, it's a big deal because that crowns the champion for that year. But sometimes the games are so one-sided because you always have that one team that has, like, they play above their skills. Or, mm-hmm. like, the ball bounces their way. And right. they come up against, like, a truly, like, deserving team that's like, hey, we put in the work. We trudge through the most difficult schedule imaginable. We went through all the hard teams, and we're here. And then it's totally one-sided, and you're, like, bored watching the game. This mm-hmm. game, I feel, is going to be very close um, because I talked about this other team, Kansas City, uh, the San Francisco 49ers, who were the team of the 80s. Um, yeah. You know, they were – whether they were in the Super Bowl, they were always in contention to be in the Super Bowl game. But they run across these teams that they go on a hot streak. Like the like the Chicago Bears of the eighties, or mm-hmm. the New York Giants of the eighties, or the Redskins of the eighties. These were dynasties, right? These were powerhouses. Sure, yeah. And then, of course, once they play, once they get through those teams and they make it, and they see their opponent in the Super Bowl, they're like, "We could beat these guys in our sleep." Like they were putting up five touchdowns, six touchdowns. Sometimes the other team was just totally overwhelmed, you know, by right. by, the, by the other team because it, it, it's just that it was just that type of league. Now I think it's a little bit more balanced. Mm. There's a little more of a true competition rather than a a one-man show. Yeah, there's there's more teams now, so there's uh, more talent distributed, you know, throughout all the teams. Um, Granted, there's always going to be, like, mediocre teams and lower-tier teams, but, like, these two teams here, like, they earned it. Like, they played so well throughout the year, and we're finally going to get something. Um of course, you know, you have Las Vegas that's saying it's going to be one-sided. Like, there's going to be one team putting up a lot of points. I don't see that in, in Miami. I think it's going to be a very close and entertaining game. Nice. So, we have a lot to look forward to it. And it's going to be – and it's not just the game, you know, and that's a big part of it. But that is not the whole environment to it. It's merchandise. It's, oh, gosh. You know, it's, it's sponsorships. It's advertising. It's – 
the drops for TV and movies and other things that are going to be happening while the game is going on. I mean, it's a huge advertising piece too. Um, a lot well, of the stadium releases is, of movies yeah. and stuff will only come out during Super Bowls. You have beer commercials, otherwise you have car commercials. They have the best ofs for the commercials during the Super Bowl. I mean, it's insane what else comes out of just this game. And you know you will gain or lose, as you said, audience by the drama of the game itself. You know, and that's, out of all sports that I try to watch upon occasion, which I usually only watch when I'm out with others, is football is the one that you can actually get interested in if it's a good game and you can get that drama. You don't get right. the same thing in baseball. You don't really get the same thing in soccer. You know, it's a lot of positioning and jockeying and just waiting for something to happen. You know, I mean, heck, if cricket was a bigger thing, I think cricket, but cricket goes on for freaking ever. So if you yeah. think about it, football is one of the only few sports that really brings the drama very fast, very quickly. Now, they've tried to do some of that stuff with like soccer in the, in the recent histories of making it more dynamic. And same thing with cricket, but it's still not quite there. Football has it pretty much perfected at this point, where it is a lot of drama. And as long as you said, is it, if it's a real tooth and nail biter and it's a fight to the finish, we will get some entertaining, which means all these commercials will get more reviews and the sponsors will get more stuff. And then, of course, the halftime show. What is that going to look like? You know, is there any drama? So it's a lot of things. Do we know yet who the halftime acts will be at all? Oh yes, uh, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be Jennifer Lopez and Shakira are gonna be doing halftime show. Uh, it's supposed to be really big, and and of course because it is Super Bowl, halftime is like thirty minutes as opposed to uh, fifteen. Right. So, so it's so they're gonna come out. They're gonna basically put on, you know, a really good show. Apparently, like the, um, I think like for entertainment, especially for entertainers. They uh they always want to like one up like the last uh halftime show that came out. So yes. they become more elaborate, they become more involved, more choreographed. Um yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good one. Um you know, I think the highest rated one I think was uh back in the eighties when Michael Jackson did mm. uh a halftime show. Yeah. Um that was probably the biggest one and then followed uh I wanna say followed by Prince. Those are some big, big, big entries. And ironically, for both of those performers, is I love their performance. Not a huge fan of their music, but I do love their per- ability to perform. I mean, Michael oh, yeah. Jackson is all about the performance. His music is fine. I'm not mm-hmm. a fan of it. But his performance ability was always an amazing thing. And the same thing with Prince. I mean, you have diehard fans of Prince that are still out there, you know, I mean, still loving on Prince every day. And well, still yeah. obsessed. The same and with those, Michael. Yeah, and, and and I and one of the things that you think about the NFL, they want to start, they want to do a halftime show with entertainment. That if you're not a fan of the game, or if you're new to the game, but if you wheel out a Michael Jackson in this heyday, you're gonna have people that never watched football before to watch a Michael Jackson concert. Same yeah. with Prince. Like uh, mm-hmm. I was, I remember the Super Bowl. I was invited over somebody's house to watch the Super Bowl, and Prince Which was doing the halftime show. And literally, it was just like myself and like the host. It was just me and this other guy just sitting there watching the game. It, his wife was like nowhere to be found. But once Prince came on with that first song, she was just out there in all her glory. Like she was reliving mm. her youth, you know? Yeah. Well, that's a big part of it, too, is to get new people on. It's like, hey, did you enjoy this experience of the Super Bowl? Then you should come back to watch the season next year, you know, and, yeah. and hopefully you gain Wait. a few people because yeah. it's 
it's really what it's about is getting the youth to get involved and get interested in it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think this is going to be another good one. Uh, Jennifer Lopez is known for putting on good, uh, good concerts. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, Shakira, she's yeah. international. So oh, yeah. she's going to bring that international. And since being down here in Miami, you know, a large international contingent. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then those are the, probably the best you can get for this type of crowd down here in Miami. Because, you know, as many people that travel in for the Super Bowl, a lot of the audience is still going to be pretty local, you know. And that's who's really going to come to it is the people that are local first and then everybody else kind of after the fact. And, you know, what oddly, I enough, oddly enough, it's been here in Miami, I think, like a dozen times, if I'm not mistaken. Is it um, that many? Wow. In, yeah, it's been in – well, remember because of the old Orange Bowl in whole. It housed yeah. a couple Super Bowls, and yeah, uh, yeah. this this new version, which is now called Hard Rock, I still call it Joe Robbie Stadium. Um, sure, it's now called Hard Rock. Um, How is it held... anyway? I haven't been down there in a decade. Easily, have you been uh, recently to when it was to... since it became the Hard Rock? Yes, to the yes, stadium. Actually, very nice. I uh, like the improvements. Um, you know, if you're looking to get tickets for the Super Bowl. Um, get ready to shell out a, a pretty penny. You're talking about three oh. to four thousand a piece. Um, Jesus. If you but if you want like the full blown, I'm only going to do this one time in my life experience. You can get uh, seats in the uh, club seventy two section, which is like sitting in your living room. Honest, honest. It is. Um, it's going to run you about anywhere between like thirty to forty thousand. Jesus. Yeah, so uh, yeah. that is a lifetime. That is a paycheck for a lot of people these days. So, yeah. which 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 is the biggest issue is it's not really. I mean, to go to the game, it's not really a class that the working folk are going to go do. They're going to watch it on yeah. the TV at home with their friends and family. That's where the that's where they're going to be, you know. And that's really kind of I don't know. In some respects, I still feel that's a better experience for football. It depends on the event, but there's some event for most events that I say I'd rather watch it at home. You know, like a concert, not so much because part of it is being there. But for like football, you kind of it's kind of better in your home, even though it's good to go, because in your home, you get to see the game closer because you're never going to be able to afford tickets. Even the closest seats you're going to get are never going to be as good as what you're watching it on your TV because you're literally like right there with them, you know, Um, and they're talking about increasing the technology to the point where you can actually be like on the players themselves, like little mini cameras and stuff. And you can literally be the players to view and see what they're doing. They, they, I mean, they're they come a long way with, that. yeah, they come, they come a long way with technology, you know, the drone technology, how they can hover out just out of range where it doesn't interfere with anything that's going on. They have mm-hmm. these cameras that are like literally on, like down the lines of the field. So you can see the action as it's happening. Um, so that's come a long way. But, yeah, as far as – I don't want to downplay, like, someone's passion. Like, if they're really passionate about football, like them seeing it live, yeah, you get that, that exhilaration of the crowd and the moment as mm-hmm. it's happening, you know, so you have that little bond there. But, like, for my money and time, I'm like you. I'd rather watch it at home. Like, yeah. I've, been to, yeah. I've been to plenty of pro games, college games, high school games, um, it's always better at home because you're seeing it in the best possible view. You're getting the action. And, yeah, you know, you're missing out on the crowd, but you're also missing out on having to park, having mm-hmm. to, like, get to your seats, 
what if you're sitting in a section with people that are you you find annoying you know you just can't get up and move you know mm-hmm. and, and, yeah. and it's and you know and there there have been times like i've been to the i've been to watch games in the old orange bowl for college games and people are very passionate about college oddly enough these are people that probably never attended either school but will mm-hmm. literally get into fights over which school is better right they've they've never attended either school but they're willing to like go to jail to like prove a point yeah no it's kind of passion is cool but not when it turns into violence yeah. not not yeah. a cool thing not a cool thing. Yeah. So we're definitely looking forward to uh, our little state down here in Florida getting a, a little bit of infusion from the Super Bowl craze. So we're hoping to see that come on, uh, come in in the next week or two, really. I mean, that's where yeah, we're going to Yeah, it starts the, the next spike. week. Yeah, it starts yeah. next week. So it's only, you know, it, it, this is launching on, on Saturday. So it's this weekend is the last quiet weekend you guys will get uh, before oh, the insanity yeah. starts. Because everybody comes in a little early. You know that's going to happen. And people take off time and stuff. Uh, which day of the week is it of uh, the game? Is it next weekend or is it during the week? I forgot. It's next Sunday, um, but next they Sunday. do have okay. other. Yeah, they do have. They have the other pre events. Going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. my so you gonna... exploding. Oh yes, and uh, like uh, South Beach, which everyone thinks is like the place where all of us go to. It really isn't. No, um, none of us. But... Go. <laughs> But it's nice for tourists to go there, and oh, that place yeah. is going to be mobbed crazy. Wow. Um, yeah, if you're a local, stay Coconut, away. <laughs> yeah, uh, what was the other place? Uh, Coconut Grove, mm-hmm. Coral Gables, all those places are just going to be so crazy packed. Traffic patterns oh, yeah. are going to be are horrible down there. Oh yeah, yeah. And Miami's bad enough as it is, but with that going on, it's going to be even even worse than normal. So, so prepare yeah. yourselves if you're local. Definitely prepare yourselves for that. But it is going to be an exciting thing, an exciting experience for everybody to watch. Uh, one of the things I mentioned is is merchandise, but we had another topic related to merchandise too. Um, wow. We wanted to talk a little wow. bit. Yeah, I know you like that transition. I thought that was a good wow. transition. <laughs> yeah, uh, going all the way today. Um, <laughs> We had seen so many things on this, uh, and, and we're both a huge fan of this character, um, that we've seen so much merchandise that we just had to do um, what we're calling in a, in a, in a segment. We're gonna, I think we're going to make it a new segment uh, uh, here, uh, Ernie. Every once in a while, we're going to have the dark side of Disney. Yeah, the dark side of owns, Disney. We, we so knew, much. We knew it was bound to happen. Now, mm-hmm. let's, let's take a step back and look at this in its entirety. We're talking about The Mandalorian. Yes. We're talking specifically things that you might see on the interwebs, little mm-hmm. baby Yoda things, right? Yes. They're, yes. Spoilers they're not, ahead, not, just in general. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Not marketed by Disney. You can't find nope. them on their website. Nothing, nope. nothing, nothing, nothing. They're uh, cute but on <laughs> Yeah, but here's the thing. Like like people, like fans out there, they, they're like, I'm really passionate about this. I love this. Hey, I could crochet a little baby Yoda. And they why not? did this. They cro- mm-hmm. Why not? They even did injected molding, Baby Yoda. They did the little stickers for your car, Baby Yoda. They've done paintings. They've done mm-hmm. fan art. And yeah. what, is the, what do the Disney of, officials say? Oh, oh, cease and desist, unless you're going to give us a cut of your action. Yep. Across the board, too. It's crazy. Um, they're, yep. they're going after a lot of people. And I get it. I do. It's you know our it's our property. It's our right, so forth and so on. I get it. But there's fan art for every major thing out there. 
you know, everything has its own fan version you can get to a certain extent. You know, people sell art of registered characters that don't have any right to sell them, and they sell them. You go to any, you know, uh, gaming store or any open swap shop type thing, you're going to see homemade art. You go on Etsy, you're going to see homemade art based off characters that are copywritten. I mean, heck, I got for my sister-in-law's huge Sailor Moon fan. I went to our local comic book establishment. We'll just put it out there. It's Tate's, uh, which is a big uh, comic shop. We, we actually do like them, and they have offered to have us come do a show there once or twice. So we have tried. Um, you know, we try to work with them. Um, but they have this swap meet, which is just, you know, pull up a truck, sell your stuff, go home. Done. And you can just bring whatever you want. And I got these little keychains that were Sailor Moon characters. They weren't made by anybody who had anything to do with Sailor Moon. It was made by a lady who had the shop. She made them. She crafted them. They were Sailor Moon figures. Technically, she shouldn't be making them if she followed. The difference between, you know, being able to make and sell stuff like that, crafting stuff based on characters, and be able to do it okay, and the company kind of looks the other way. It's like, yeah, whatever. And what Disney is doing, which, as much as I love Disney, is a little bit of almost a witch hunt, I would say. Yeah. It goes a There's little that, bit far. Yeah, it's it's a little it's a little stifling to like fans out there because we were so used to George Lucas basically saying, "Hey, if you want to use if you want to create your own like fan fiction based on my characters, you go to my website and I'll give you all the sounds. You yeah. can download like uh, like one of those blasters going off or a mm-hmm. Tie Fighter screeching by or an yep. X-wing flyover. He and- had all of it cataloged there on his website that you could just do." And use for your own films, and he would watch the films. He's oh, like, yeah. he's like, yeah, I'll give. I like this film, and they start doing awards on that. That that's how I thought this relationship with Disney was going to be like. Like that was going to continue. Yeah, it doesn't do anything but provide an ongoing community of people talking about your product in a positive light. Why wouldn't you want that? I mean, hell, how many times have we seen random bullshit that was a scroll that was the crawl from from Star Wars? Everybody uses it. I did it for freaking role play games sometimes. And guess what? I got a cease and desist. Basically, (laughs) they pulled my video because the music I was using was copywritten and I couldn't do it. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. It was up for a good number of weeks before they did too. And it's like, what the heck, guys? Come on, really? That's what you're going to do? I mean, I think I, it happened, I, I it happened once for an the... X-Files theme song, too. We tried to do yeah. we did a special a while ago for X-Files, and I had the little intro sound, the do-do-do, you know, this X-Files sound on there. And YouTube was like, you can't make this, you know, you can't publish this because this music is covered. And it's like, all right, well, I guess I'm taking that bit out. What the hell? So, yeah, I, yeah, like I understand why the laws are in place, right? Because you don't want somebody like taking what you've done and and using it as their own. Like we weren't saying I came up with this with this track or sound. To... Oh, it is now officially 12 o'clock noon, just so everybody knows. Wow, that really threw me off. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah. 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 They have a, Let it be known so, that Robert's on a, on a campus of higher learning, just FYI. Yeah. I am on a campus of learning, and they have speakers everywhere. And now we're going to get literally 12 chimes now for noon. I did not realize I was standing right next to 
a literal speaker. I'm trying to walk away slowly here. But OMG, I this did not is realize. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. I, I live to entertain in all the ways possible here uh, at my university. But we well, got a few more. Only got a few more. It's fine. I could walk as far as I want. I'd still hear it because it's literally <laughs> all over the entire campus right now. Should have only one more. Here we go. Wait. Wait, one more, one more. One Here we more. Go. One more. Oh, there it is. There that it is. Be last. There it is. Uh, That's uh, 12 o'clock. Yes. Oh, wait, I miscounted. Oh. <laughs> Baker's dozen? Is that what we're saying now? I don't know. I haven't counted. Did you count? Because I didn't count. I, I, I wasn't counting. I wasn't counting either. We might have ways to go. I don't know. Anywho. All right, there we are. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I have to say, of all the things that we that that happened during this episode, that's probably the the funniest thing. Yeah, that's pretty entertaining. I'm I'm loving yeah. it. I'm loving it. It's great. Yeah, we got a whole hour to go before you hear another one of those muscle and amazing things. And of course, noon has the most one. So yeah, just so everybody knows, this is not this is not uh, pre-recorded by any. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, I. But yeah, but like the whole like Baby Yoda thing, I knew. I knew that was going to take off. I was waiting for Disney to like just start pummeling us with commercials and advertisements for them and how to buy them, but they haven't. No. And, and I There's saw literally that, been nothing. And then I saw that all these independent people were selling them. I'm like, well, maybe Disney's letting them do this, right? Like, I mean, I've even seen like costumes for little kids, you know, right. little Mandalorian costumes holding a baby mm-hmm. Yoda, like a little plastic baby Yoda. I'm like, right. Oh. This is great. They're letting the fans have their due. Nope, I was wrong. They were just yeah. waiting for legal to come back from vacation. Yeah, <laughs> literally. And they just put the hammer down on all of it. It's yeah. crazy. And I said, because, again, they're not doing anything with it. There aren't any plans that I've heard of, of them doing anything with it. So it's just going to sit there and people are going to want stuff and they're not going to be able to get it. It's like you guys drop the ball on it. Which is fine. You never know what's going to hit or not. So to be fair, you don't want to over you know, prepare for something that doesn't happen. You know, you have a ton of baby Yoda merchandise that nobody wants, but you should do something. Yeah, do Lego something. set or something. Yeah, that's that's just it. I mean, that'd be a tiny Lego, too. If you think baby Yoda Lego, <laughs> that would be freaking tiny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and speaking of Star Wars, I just saw something pop across my board. I have a, a mini Star Wars fandom at work. Um, well, it's the salty Star Wars fandom. They are fans, <laughs> but they are... Yeah, it's like the Kesson Mines. It's so salty. Uh, there's so much hate, and there's so much love all at the same time. It's awful. But it's a lot of fun because they also post a lot of interesting stuff, and it looks like they just dropped another trailer for the new season of Clone Wars. There it Disney is. Disney Plus. That's so, going to be so cool. Let's wrap up a story we know well, but it's really about who's in it you know, and, who's, and how they're going to close it out. We know what the ending is. It's like one of those pieces. Yeah. Um, but it's also, it's kind of like what Disney is doing with Star Wars right now, is they're trying to just fill in the last of the gaps of story time. You know, the piece, last little bits of story. And another one that they're doing it with, on the positive side of Disney, the lighter side, if you will, not the dark, they're stealing, you know, they're not letting anyone do anything <laughs> nice for Disney. You're not letting anyone else promote for them. It's like, well, we're going to promote for ourselves. No, you're not. <laughs> Don't even fool yourself. Is the Obi-Wan Kenobi stuff. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have been seeing, if you saw this, um, where they have a show, in theory, coming out, and they didn't. It's been canceled, and now I believe its current status is delayed, is the last I heard. I don't know if you've been following that. 
I think it's delayed probably not for reasons that we would like to think. I think it's just that if they're going to cast Ewan McGregor, right? Mm-hmm. Ewan McGregor's like in a lot of things right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, he's a he's very busy man. A, yeah, and uh, a lot of stuff is dropping now, and he's while stuff is dropping, he's filming more stuff. Like, for him to say, oh, you want to throw me back into Star Wars again. Okay, now we have music playing. It That's sounds our... like a marching band. It does sound like a marching band. It's our uh, school anthem. I don't know why Good. at 12.05 in the noon is a marching band uh, on speakers. But uh, it's our fight song, so go team. Hey. <laughs> yes, it's a it's a full marching band. This is a great it'd be a great episode. I'll tell you what, right now I'm <laughs> feeling the spirit flowing through me. I mean, it's perfect because we were talking about sports, but yeah, how I assumed this to go. <sighs> Enjoy the music, folks. You know what's funny is that when you think about uh, sports and, like, the sci-fi genre, you wouldn't think there'd be much crossover. But, like, in Star Wars, there were some sports activities in there. There were some sporting events. There was the pod racing. That was a big one. A lot of racing. Yeah, that was a big one. Uh, they had uh, the, there was the, the classic g- g- gladiator-type fighting, you know, yeah. in some form or other. You know, because that yeah. creature in the pit uh, wasn't just there for its own entertainment. And then in Star Trek, they did like this. Uh, it was like on the holodeck, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, where like it was kind of like dodgeball in a way. Yep, they but also they had obstacles. Mm-hmm. And they also had squash that you could play, and obviously pool halls and all kinds of stuff. They did a lot of random sporting things in Star Trek too. So yeah, well, it, it makes sense, right? Oh yeah, definitely does. I mean, and that's the biggest thing to get back to our sports theme of this episode. Obviously, that we have sports music playing in the background. Yay, college! Um, is there is a lot of sports in, in in science fiction? And I guess my question is: Is do we want the reason because the reason behind there being so much is it just kind of keeps us grounded in? Yes, this is in the future, but they still do sports. I think, you know, I think there's something – I think there's some form of humanity involved in that where there has to be some level of competition, right? Right. Right. And it could reflect the overall story of the particular movie or TV show where, you know, the competition on the big level and the competition in the small level reflect each other or something more meta than just a, hey, it's the future, but we still do sports. Yeah. Yeah, you have yeah. to be able to identify with these characters because if not, and they're just completely alien, then you know what's the point, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so there's there's not really though a lot of violent sports directly. Like you'll see some sword fight type things, or as I said, you know, kind of the gladiator kind of concepts, especially in Star Wars. They have a few of those, but you don't see a huge amount of it in general. That are more violent sports. They're mostly benign. Unless you're Klingon, of course, but that's a warrior race. But they try sure. to keep it friendly competition, not aggressive competition, which I think is interesting. In well, a lot in Star of. Wars, it was more spectator sport. Like in, like even mm-hmm. in the newest trilogy, you had those huge horse races, right? That happened on that mm-hmm. gambling planet. Uh, you had the pod racing, so it was like spectator sports, right? And makes sense, you know. In order to keep the people happy, you have to let them like show them something, some form of 
competition, some sort of exposition, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, think, think about the Harry Potter series, you know, Quidditch. No, that's a violent sport. <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah, I, remember, I remember that one line is, every once in a while, someone will disappear, but it's okay. <laughs> okay? <laughs> and they talk about it. They talk about it more in the books than they did in the movie. But they do talk about the professional stuff a little bit more in Quidditch, you know, than they do in the, in, in in the movies. But it's like, it's a very violent sport. It's like basically it's the Wizarding World's version of rugby, which is also a very violent sport, very True. full contact type thing, you know. Yeah. You know, and then people try to play it in real life, which was an absolute ridiculousness. Well, and, you know, the uh, Institutes of Higher Learning actually have a, a commission and a league where, like, every school participates in a Quidditch championship. Mm-hmm. Ain't that something? That's the world yeah. we live in. Yeah. 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 Well, making fantasy reality for everybody. One one fake sport at a time. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but if I'm not mistaken, the one in Star Trek, it was kind of like they had – it was kind of like dodgeball, but a little bit of basketball also. Mm. Like they, like there was a hoop or something they had to get to, and the other team had to try to stop them. Right, right. It reminded me of that old Aztec game where people would lose their head if they lost. Yeah, where there was yeah, a ball. And, yeah, yeah. And then there was the flip side of that. Like they said originally, it was the competition was to have the honor of sacrificing oneself to the gods. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, yeah, we won. Now we can get our heart ripped out. yeah that's one way to play a game that's definitely one way to to do that how'd they keep how'd they keep good players around is what was my question like everybody will be infinitely worse right yeah of course yeah i guess you know keeps things fair the best get killed off so everybody's just mediocre it's true competition yeah i think the only ones i think the only ones that did it right were the romans with their gladiators they didn't let the good gladiators get hacked up yeah you know yeah, there's a little bit of rigging to it where, you know, the gladiators always fight somebody worse than themselves just by enough so they could keep them around and make money off. Them. It's like right. you can't make money off dead men, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, the crowd would have a favorite, you know, they'd make sure the favorite would come around, uh, the people would remain happy and wouldn't turn on Caesar. So he'd be like, yeah, let's just trot out, you know, Maximus again, you know, for the crowd. Keep them happy. No. Keep them happy. That's the, that's the biggest thing you can ever do is keep your fans happy, and that's and that's a lot of what they do. You know, even in the real world, especially, it's you know keep as many events possible. But unfortunately, I think the balance in the real world and modern age has become more of a we're going to make a lot of money off of it. Not so much about keeping the fans happy as much anymore. I feel, you know, oh, it's got to be such a sure. mu- and that goes back to, uh, to our main topic, which is the merchandising aspect of it. You know, I mean. How many different pieces of merchandise can you really own for a sports team or a franchise or whatever? And, you know, yeah, there's a certain level of collectability, which is a fraudulent term these days anyways, because everything's sure. freaking collectible. But it's like, what's that fine line between enough stuff and like, OK, guys, you you kind of done a little bit too much. Well, you know, like need... you look at you look at the major sports, I count major sports being uh, football uh, baseball, uh, and basketball, mm-hmm. um, hockey, and soccer internationally, <laughs> soccer internationally, the, the, the football, international football, but like yeah. you look at like merchandising for them, like the, the NFL, like every so often will throw out like a throwback Jersey. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you're like, wow, I haven't seen those 
those uniforms in ages, and people will just gobble them up. Oh, um, yeah. In baseballs, it's almost the same thing, except, uh, you know, more of it's more like – it's more interactive with the fans because you can actually see their face, whereas in football they've got helmets on. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can kind of like, yeah, you know, uh, uh, Don Manningly signed my baseball. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, you can actually see him come over and, like, he'll sign it for you. Um, I want to say with soccer, uh, football international, I think they do, like, a lot of jersey swaps. And usually mm-hmm. that's between the players themselves. Yeah. Like, at the end of a match, they'll just take off their jersey and give it to, like, you know, their opponent as, like, a sign of goodwill. You know, mm-hmm. hey, it was, you know, good competition. You know, here's my jersey. You take your jersey. And then they end up going home and framing them. I don't know if they yeah. do that with the fans so much. Like, they toss out their jerseys. But I don't know. Someone may want to write in and correct me on that. Yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, I would say merchandising would be, like, the uniforms. The next probably would be, like, the little the little things that you'd want to, like, I, I guess, like, little bits of, like, the game itself. Baseball, you know, you could buy, what, a baseball for, like, a buck? Mm-hmm. Something like that, depending on which ones you, you get. Yeah, a couple dollars. Yeah, yeah a couple dollars. Um, you can use it yourself. It'll be the same thing as the major leagues. Like, there's no difference. Football's a little different. The, the the actual like NFL football, it's like somewhere around seventy five to hundred bucks. Yeah, it's a little you know, more expensive. It's a little bit, a little more expensive, and it's different than the college football. College football is a little bit smaller, um, mm-hmm. so it's it doesn't interchange well. Um, well, it's also a matter of commodity of how the balls are used. I mean, you get what three, three, four footballs per football game, maybe. Baseball, I mean, you're going to be using you know twenty, thirty of the damn things because you just you got to because you know people balls get lost all the time. Exactly. You know, you're practicing. Yeah, it's a it's a, a, a commodities number. I mean, it's like you know golf balls. You know, you can buy oh, yeah, twelve of them for yeah. a couple bucks. I mean, same kind of thing. It's a quantity versus quality, I guess. But they're still made well. It's just a matter of how many you need per game. So getting a football game, you know, a game ball for football is a lot bigger deal than catching a, a fly ball from baseball, you know? It's exactly. Not, not as big of exactly. a deal. Yeah, if you get a game ball from a, from a football game that you attended, yeah, you, you made out like a bandit. Like, I've mm-hmm. even seen them in the crowds, like, during a game, like a quarterback will, will fling one out of bounds, right? And mm-hmm. you'll see the ushers go over and they'll be like, yeah, we need the ball back. You know, it's kind of yeah. like one of those things. And they're like, you can't well, you have to trade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can't just give you this. No, it's not going to happen. Baseball. Yeah, the, I mean, baseball, just... uh, the balls. I would say the bat. I would say the bat in baseball. Ooh, yeah. Uh, if, it's, if it's shattered, usually they'll, they'll be okay with letting it go. But, like, if it slips out of a batter's hands and ends up, like, in the second row, they usually want the bat back. Yeah, well, and a lot of times the bats are like, you know, lucky charms for players, too, depending on how well the bats made and so forth. It could be their bat, you know, that kind of thing. Right, you know. yeah, like they like they flew over to Japan, and that guy <laughs> in Japan who, like, it's a you know, hand carves it, you know, out of some <laughs> Japanese timber there, out of a single piece, and, you know, yeah. he checked it for all the, you know, it's the most dense wood on the planet. You know, it's one of those things, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, I, I don't, I don't think that so much, but it's possible. It's possible. Yeah. Um, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think Barry Bonds, uh, mm. his bats, like he never gave away his bats. Like I think he still has them all because he was that guy that would fly to Japan and like meet with like a guy who would hand carve them, 
just for him. Wow. That is, that yeah. is, you know, it, 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 it's a bigger thing with merchandise. And I think it's a, it's, it's a great idea. It's the, the idea of, it's a very old concept. I actually learned this in an anthropology course, the idea of a totem, an object that holds emotional or cultural significance, right? And sports, TV shows, movies, all of these things, it comes back down to those totems, those items that hold, you know, if I say a movie, you know, you're going to say an item that instantly is that, you know, is that movie. I mean, Star Wars is easy. You know, you got a couple of choices, but really it's going to be a lightsaber. You know, maybe, maybe oh, a yeah. small droid, but Star Wars is a lightsaber. Star Trek, you got a couple of options, but most people are going to pick either a phaser or a tricorder. Let's not fool ourselves. That's what they're going to think of. You know, and those are easies. But you go back to your favorite movies and you think about that item that represents that movie. That's a big deal. And True. right right now, you know, there isn't one for the Mandalorian. There isn't a, to- a totem item, something people can physically touch. Right. So Disney needs to get on board say, with that. This is, this, is, this is from this show, this yep. event that I enjoyed so much. This is associated with this. Whether yep. it be like, you know, the, the helmet, which I would think would be amazing if you could get the helmet. Oh, Jesus. Uh, well, that's going to be an expensive <laughs> item. <laughs> You know, if you get the helmet or if you can get the little prim that he's like floating mm. around in. Yeah. Um, Again, <laughs> expensive. But yes, go on. I'm trying to think of some other things. Uh, oh, uh, you know, uh, uh, the quill, the first the first person we meet on this journey, uh, his little hat, his little leather hat with goggles. You know what I mean? Um, it almost looks like an aviator cap, actually. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you get that. Or if you get one of Cara Dune's, like, uh, like a piece of her uniform or something like that, <laughs> you, you know, you you can like you they well and people are going to buy it. You just oh, yeah. slap you just slap three zeros on the end of it. It'll be at sold. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It'll get sold. Yeah. So Disney, get on board, do your thing, make us happy. Yeah, we um, have money. We have money. <laughs> A little bit. We have money. Uh, yeah, we have money. We will give it to you. Um, so we're waiting. Could you imagine on... if that's if that's what would happen? Like, remember, mm. we almost crashed the internet when Disney Plus launched. Oh yeah. Imagine if they released merchandise. What that would do to their server? Oh Jesus! Yeah, no, totally would drive would be insane. The minute a real Baby Yoda hits the internet, Are you kidding me? Please. Oh yeah. Yeah, it will be it will be absolutely insane. But we'll have to see what Disney does. They have a lot of opportunity here. They have a lot of growth, and we're all in bated breath to be able. And we will do an episode. We're not going to do it today, but we're going to do an episode about what going to be, what we believe that show is going to be about. So we're hopeful oh, there man. that there's a lot me, of possibilities. Just, just give me, just give me a whole bunch of Mandalorians because I understand <laughs> that his his path crosses theirs. Um, and their destruction, of course, but you got to mm. give me a, you got to give me a Soka Tano. Ah, that'll be interesting. Definitely you be a cool thing that. to watch. Yeah. We'll see what they do, but we have the Star Wars trailer for the Clone Wars. It's launched. I'm going to go watch it right now. Definitely talk about that in the next episode and we'll talk more Star Wars as always. Um, and we will have guests come on the show again. We are not done with that. We just have uh, some scheduling conflictions, but we'll get that taken care of. We're going to talk about Picard next time. A lot of things to talk about still, so we're going to do a lot more content. Um, 
definitely be following us, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all the things. We're going to try uh, this upcoming weekend to get together uh, physically in person with each other. It's shocking, I know. And maybe right. do some mini videos of stuff. So I'm yeah. hoping that's going to work out well. Um, but, yeah, we have a lot of stuff coming up, guys. So keep with us. Follow us. Tag us. Love us. Like us. YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, uh, the good Tumblr, of course. Amino, if you're on there, we are on there a little bit. Um, but, you know, the best way to reach out to us is always by email, twonerdsajoke at gmail.com. You can reach out, give us ideas of what you want to hear us talk about, suggestions, corrections. We always appreciate that. We will read them on air if you give us a correction. Hey, you guys were wrong. This is how this works. Twonerdsajoke at gmail.com. So, Ernie, just because we wanted to hear some merchandising totems, our is a saying, if you will, give it to us just right. Peace out. Peace out, everybody. We will talk to you guys next time. And that's another episode of Two Nerds and a Joke. Follow Robert and Ernie on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and subscribe to their YouTube channel.